You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about information hoarding. And now you're like, what is that? And don't worry, we're going to go over exactly what it is in this episode. And listen, fair warning, this message might be a little controversial. It might step on your toes a little bit. I might be in your house, down your street. You know, you might be feeling some type of way, but again, the whole premise for this podcast is to get us to a place of executing. And so let's just go ahead and start with a little story time, okay? Everybody loves story time, so let's let's just get into it. So I talked about my journey of working at Under Armour and, you know, being the youngest person in the creative department, and I had just graduated, and I was in this state where I was trying to figure out what direction I wanted to go in. I was in between leading towards being a graphic designer and web designer or a digital marketer. And at the time, it just felt like I had to choose between the two. So I remember going on this whole like Google frenzy, YouTube search. I was all up in Google and YouTube University for actually like it felt like a couple months where I would just spend each and every single day just trying to learn more about digital marketing, trying to learn more about graphic design. And I was listening to um, like so many podcasts a day. I was thinking I was listening to honestly like three podcasts a day. I was spending, you know, all of my lunch breaks, my mornings on Google, learning up how to be a, a better digital marketer, learning how to be a better graphic designer, learning all of these new skills without actually uh, taking inventory for all the skills that I had already gained. Again, my background is in web design, graphic design, and I had a bachelor's in digital marketing. So I had all of these tools that were already inside of me. But for some reason, I just felt like in order to make a decision between which direction I wanted to go, I just had to learn more. And y'all, I was like obsessed. I started buying so many books on both topics. I would literally just isolate myself during my lunch breaks and just study, study, study to the point where it became really unhealthy. I began to have so much information in my head that I would have headaches every day. I would be so exhausted that I couldn't even focus on, you know, the task at hand. And I felt kind of like disconnected. It was so much information. Y'all know how it feels to be on Google looking at one thing and then you end up on this whole rabbit hole. And then you have all this information in your head and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? And so it got me to a place where I was kind of discouraged because it it felt like it was never enough information. It was never enough information to make me feel secure in, you know, the gifts and the information that I already had in order to make something of it or to do something with it. It felt like I was in this competition with myself to have to learn more as much as I could so I could prove that I was um, qualified to do, you know, what I was supposed to be doing. And at that time, it was starting a business and it was also pursuing a role of a digital marketer in a corporate setting. But as I took some time to just sit back and just really think about, okay, what am I going to do with all of the information that I have learned? I've got notebooks and notes full of all of this information. I've got the latest research and statistics. I've got all of these ideas written down that I could do with all of this knowledge, but I did not move forward on any of it. 
I sat on all that information for months. And you know what I did? I just kept learning more. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with learning. But at some point, we have to come to the realization that we've learned enough to do something with what we've learned. I'm going to say it again. We've learned enough to do something with what we've learned. All of this information that we've been collecting, all of this information that we have stored up does us no good if it doesn't leave our minds. Remember, we talked about how the richest place in the world is the graveyard. People are dying with all this information, all these notebooks and journals full of research and ideas, and they aren't doing anything with it. So they're basically information hoarders. And so just to get into the definition of what it actually means to hoard, to hoard means to reserve in the mind for future use. Again, it means to reserve in the mind for future use. Another definition is to amass money or valued objects and hide or store away. Now, I just want to spend some time just breaking down the first definition, which says to reserve in the mind for future use. And I want to point out the word reserve because often we think of the word reserve. We don't think of it in like a negative context. When we think of something, reserving something, we think of putting it away or, you know, holding it because there's something special there. You might think of like reserve seating, which feels more like luxury So it doesn't always have a negative connotation to be hoarding or reserving something because we really believe that what we are, you know, withholding is of value. But the real issue lies in not revisiting it for future use. We're hoarding and collecting all of this data, all of this information, but we're never actually going back to uh, pull out and apply all this stuff that we've learned and turn it into something, use it to execute a project. It's just sitting in there. It's just amassing. And it says, you know, the second definition says to amass money or valued objects. All of the information that we've collected, all the information that I collected during that time of, you know, trying to figure out if I wanted to be a digital marketer or a graphic designer, all that information was valuable. It was going to be things that could help me solve people's problems in business or even in a corporate setting. But as long as it was in my mind, it was doing no one any good and it was keeping me broke. Because I've got million dollar ideas, million dollar research and information in my head, but ain't no money in my bank account, okay? That's a problem. Now, I wanted to go back to a portion in my story where I talked about how I was doing all of this research because I didn't feel qualified for either direction that I wanted to go in. Even though on paper, I had all of the skills that would be needed to accomplish it, it was somewhere inside of me where I just didn't, I was disqualifying myself. And so that brings me to my first point about information hoarding is that information hoarding is rooted in imposter syndrome. It's not that you need more information or more research to figure out what you're doing or what direction you want to go in. You don't feel that you are qualified to execute this vision. You don't feel that you're qualified for this role. And so you spend all of this time trying to prove to yourself or prove to other people through all this knowledge and information that you've acquired that you can actually do what it is, you know, that you're called to do. But in actuality, you already have what you need. You have enough information in that big, beautiful head of yours to get the job done. You have enough information, enough direction to get started, and you can figure out the rest along the way. 
It's okay to learn more information as you go, but it's not okay to just sit in a place of, you know, paralyzation and information hoarding where you're not getting anything done. Some of the greatest inventions ever made, some of the greatest businesses ever started were started by people who didn't know anything about the direction that they were going in, but they took what they had and they started. They just got started. Immediately when I was preparing to record this episode, God was taking me back to the story of the parable about the three servants in Matthew 25. And it talks about how this wealthy man entrusted his servants with his money while he was going on this trip. And he gave one of the servants five bags of silver. Another servant, he gave two bags of silver. And then the last servant, he gave one bag of silver. And he divided each of each of those uh, bags into the proportion of their abilities. Now, what stood out to me is that, you know, when the master returned, he found that the one that he gave the five bags of silver to had multiplied it. He had, you know, taken taken that money and and made more of it. The second one, he did the same thing. But what stood out to me was that the servant that he gave the one bag of silver to dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. In other words, he hoarded it. He was reserving it for future use for when the, the guy returned to collect his money, but he did it out of fear. He did it out of fear because he didn't feel like he was qualified enough to go do something with it. He didn't trust himself with the knowledge. Obviously, if this man had been coming on this trip and entrusted, he entrusted his servant to hold this bag of money, even though it wasn't as much as the other one, the other servants had. He trusted him to carry this money. Yet the servant still did not feel qualified in order to do something with the money that he'd been given. It sounds like this servant was operating in, you know, imposter syndrome where he did not feel again that he was qualified to manage, you know, his master's money. And so a lot of us who struggle with imposter syndrome do the same thing. We take, you know, what we've been given. We take, you know, in this case, what we've been learning, all this information, and we bury it. We're not burying it in the ground, but we're burying it inside of our journals. We're burying it inside of our notes. We're burying it on all these post-it notes all over our wall, but we're never actually doing something with it. So now it's time for us again to take this, all this information and uncover it. Take it out of where you have buried it and do something with it. You have to start when the servant came back to his master and the master asked, you know, what he did with the money and he told him that he buried it. The master was furious. He was like, why didn't you at least take my money and put it in the bank so it could gain some interest? In other words, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do something with what I've given you? Why didn't you do something with what you already have? And so the master basically tells the other servants to take what the one bag of silver that he had given to the servant and give it to the man who had taken his bags of silver from five to ten. And then he goes and says to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. What you have, what God has given you, all of this information, all of this revelation that he's been giving you to start this idea, to execute this thing. Imagine how you would feel if God just took all that away because you were sitting on it, because you allowed imposter syndrome, the lies of the enemy to be in your head, trying to disqualify you or cause delay in you executing this thing. Imagine if God just was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take all that stuff that I gave you and just give it to someone else. 
I know we have all personally felt the frustration of seeing somebody execute an idea that God had given us. And then we're mad and we're beating ourselves up like, dang, like I should have just done something. I should have done that. That's supposed to be me. And it still can be you because we know that, you know, whatever ideas God has given us, that no one can execute it the way that we can. And so we just have to remember that what we have that's stored in our journals, what we have that's stored in our minds is of value. It's of value and we need to treat it as such. So now I ask you. What have you been sitting on? What has been in your journal, in your notes, in the back of your mind that you have been sitting on that God is calling you to do something with? How long are you going to search for information to validate you into doing something that God has already qualified you to do? You don't need any more research. You don't need any more information. You just need to move. He already trusts you enough to place it in your hands. He led you down this pathway of collecting and storing up all of this information so that you can execute. He already trusts you. He already qualified you. He's already laid out your plans. All you have to do is make a step. Joyce Meyer has this amazing quote and it says, do something lest you do nothing. And honestly, it costs us a lot more sitting on this information than it ever does the risk of just doing something and moving forward in the direction. All you need is a step. One yes is a brick. Brick by brick, yes by yes, you continue to build the vision. So if you've been guilty of making excuses as to why you can't start, hiding behind research and information, buying new journals to collect data and information to add on to the ones that you already have. I'm talking to myself now. Your girl loves a good journal from TJ Maxx or Target. Okay, let let me get back to it. If you find yourself um, just saying any of those things or being in any of those places, then it's time to stop information hoarding. You are sitting on money, my darling sitting on money, sitting on someone's breakthrough, sitting on the next big thing. Okay. So now your question is like, okay, that's me. You caught me. So how do I get out? How do I stop information hoarding? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay. That was corny. But for real, here are the steps. Just two simple steps. Step one is to take inventory of what's been in your head. Go through your journals, open your journals, and see what is the one consistent thing that you've been collecting research on. The second step is to start with one of those projects and just go forward with it. Get laser focused on that one task, on that one idea, and take it all the way to completion. Don't work on anything else until you finish this task. That's it. Two simple steps. Take inventory of what's been in your head, pick one project, and go forward with it. I know y'all was looking for something complicated because we like to overcomplicate tasks. Um, and that's actually a form of procrastination is overcomplicating tasks due to fear. But we're not doing that anymore. Say it with me. I don't care who's around you. Say it with me. Everything that I have in my hands is all that I need. Everything that I have in my hands is all that I need. Say it. As many times as you need to say it in the morning, say it in the midnight hour, just say it over and over and over again until it gets in your head, until it gets in your heart. You are enough. You have enough. 
and you can do it. This wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Thank you all so much for listening through. Make sure you take a second to hit the subscribe button and leave a rating or review below so that more people can find the show. That is it. And I will see you all on the next episode.